Welcome to the Yasherville Podcast. My name is Nevertheless, aka Yasher. This is where we believe in the word of the most high, knowing it is the key to success. And we're law inside of a zone. Holy Spirit God in a zone. Singing praises every time I recall. Welcome to the Yasherville show, you know what I'm saying? Back at it again. All praises to the Heavenly King. We're right here with a special guest, a friend of mine. I also call him my elder. Somebody who I, you know, regard very skilled in the in the scriptures and could bring forth some some light through the uh, power of our Lord. Uh, we got right here my man Ramakad. So, <laughs> yeah, man. You know what I'm saying. Glad to have you, Rum. All praises to the heavenly King, man. So, you know, we ain't gonna burn too much time. We gonna get straight at it. So, you know what I'm saying. I wanted to ask you because I feel like you could verbalize it in a very understandable way, and I want you to speak about why is baptism important in your uh, perspective. One reason why baptism is important is because the way the Most High dealt with the children of Israel and when he brought the law, when Moses brought the law, that was the method that the Most High put together to have uh, a relationship, a covenant with the people. And that covenant actually got done away with. They broke the covenant. They was up, they was partying. Moses was in the mountain. And they was down there partying, and the Lord was like, you need to go head down there because they bugging. Mm-hmm. And so he went down there, and he saw what they was doing, and he took the two tablets, and he threw them joints, and they broke. So that was the agreement that the Most High had gave to Moses to enter into a marriage. He actually was going to marry Israel in the wilderness. So when that covenant got broken... The Lord was like, look, I'm not feeling all the, all the things I said y'all had to do. I'm not feeling that no more. Y'all got to do something else now. Another thing is you were dealing with a, a priesthood. The law came through the Levitical priesthood and, you know, Moses and Aaron and all the priests and stuff that was under that. They actually performed the service for the people and they were the intermediator between the most high and the people. It's important because Moses was the mediator of the agreement between the most high and the people. Get uh, Deuteronomy, the 18th chapter, 14. It says, for these nations, which thou shalt possess. He was talking to the people before they went into the promised land. He says, for these nations, which thou art, which thou shalt possess, hearkened unto observers of times, unto diviners. But as for thee, the Lord thy God hath not suffered thee to do so. So you're saying basically they was dealing with astrology, you know, monthly prognostications, you know, getting into the star charts, you know, what's your your moon is in Venus rising and 
just different stuff like that. And um, it was people, it's people that got, it's like the thing about astrology and stuff is, it's, it really does exist. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And it's, it's real, but it basically, it deals with us in our carnal nature. Mm. It, 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 it can't predict the, what we inherit or what we receive from the most high. When we get baptized, we actually get baptized or born or brought into the family of the most high. So, uh, it's like the son of the most high (laughs) is actually born inside of us. And we become occupied with the presence of the son of the most high. And so that presence, which is a lot of times you see in the Bible says grace, that presence is, is what influences us to do righteous deeds. You know, before we are empowered or, or that thing embodies us, we're basically left uh, with our own carnal nature our own programmed mind and the demons and spirits that dwell in this realm with us, you know? So I'm going to get sidetracked though. Mm-hmm. It says, um, 15, the Lord, thy God will raise up unto thee a prophet from the midst of thee, of thy brethren, like unto me and him shall ye hearken. So Moses is telling the people that it's somebody else that's going to come down the line that's going to be of the same nationality. He's going to be kin to me, same family. And he's also going to be like me because he's going to be a prophet. You know what I'm saying? He's also going to be like me because he's going to be a mediator of an agreement. You know what I'm saying? So he says, um, according to all that thou desirest of the Lord, thy God and Horeb in the days of the assembly saying, let me not hear again the voice of the Lord, my God, neither let me see his great fire anymore that I die not. So when they all came and approached the Mount that the presence of the Lord was at, you know, the, it, it looked horrible at the top of that John. It was fire and smoke. And, and then a voice came forth from all that. And it basically scared everybody. And they was like, look, Moses, we don't want to, we don't want to hear from him because if he talked to us, we're going to die. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So he says, the Lord said unto me, they have well spoken, which they have spoken. In other words, <laughs> she right. Cause you bring them over here. I'm killing all of them. <laughs> so he says, and the Lord said unto me, they were okay, 18. I will raise them up a prophet from among their brethren, like unto thee. And I will put my words in his mouth and he shall speak unto them all that I shall command him. And it shall come to pass that whosoever will not hearken unto my words, which he shall speak in my name, I will require it of him. So that's basically saying that Mm. somebody else was going to come to bring us uh, into a relationship with the most high that was intended for us to be in. So it didn't happen then because it lets you know that the law that Moses brought, it was only manifested at that time to show us that we was all whack. 
Because when you hold yourself and your character up against the law of the most high, it makes you look like you can see the demon in the mirror, which is you, because you don't match that character. So he sent his son. Now, it's, it's, it's real simple. People make it complicated. But right. his son, like, I'm also going to say that the most high is not gay. So when it's, it says the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and they always taught us that, you know, it was basically three male deities. So you got a Father, a Son, and the Holy Spirit. That means the Most High Gay, if that's like that, but it's not. And if in um, Ephesians it says, For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave unto his wife, and they too shall become one spirit. One flesh. Right. It says, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Exactly. Because Christ left his father and his, his mother, mother yeah. to come to be married to his bride, which is the people. Right. The body. You know, the body. Right. Um, so I'm all sidetracked. What's the question again? No, that basically makes a lot of sense right there. You know, but uh, not a question. You know, you basically, basically answered the first question. Like, well, why why is it important? I don't think you answered that exactly. Why is it important to be baptized? Yeah. Okay. Um, Which you kind of did because it do proves that, you know, that's that's the way that you come into the relationship of the Most High. Or, or, or am I wrong? Well, that's true. That's how, you, that's how you're born again. Okay. You know, and, and you become... Uh, a member of the family through baptism. But one thing we need to understand about baptism, this is uh, Luke 12th chapter. It says, um, okay, it says, I am come to send fire on earth. These are the, the words of Christ. I've come to send fire on earth, and what will I if it already be kindled? But I have a baptism to be baptized with. And how am I straightened till it be accomplished? Right? Mm -hmm. So this baptism is, is interchangeable with death. You know, so he's like, I have a baptism that I have to be baptized with. So he came to come into the world and to die in a, in a most brutal way. And that was the baptism, right? He says, but I have a baptism to be baptized with, and how am I straightened till it be accomplished? Suppose ye that I am come to give peace on earth. He's like, what y'all think I came to make things peace? Peace on earth. He says, that's what you think was really up? That's what it seems according to all the religions. Right. He says, but I have, oh, he says, suppose ye that I am come to give peace on earth. I tell you, no. <laughs> but rather division. Mm. So we know that baptism is going to bring division. You Why? Know? How? Because you're going to, once you become born again, you are going to adopt the character of Christ is what's, what's going to be formed in you. That's what, that's the work that is started when you're baptized. The son, the seed it comes alive in you. Like the, the seed is the word, but that word cracks open and the life of the sun starts to manifest in you. 
You know what I'm saying? Right, it says, From henceforth there shall be five and one house divided, three against two and two against three. The father shall be divided against the son and the son against the father, the mother against the daughter and the daughter against the mother, and the mother-in-law against the daughter-in-law and the daughter-in-law against the mother-in-law. So baptism brings conflict. It not only brings conflict with the people around, it, it, it's, it's going to bring a conflict with everything that you are because up until the point that you were baptized, you know, basically you've been functioning off of what you received through your five senses and your, surra- your surroundings, your environment, and those things have produced the character that you are. And that character is against the most high. That character, that character is, is lies, it cheats, it's unfaithful, it's sinister. It's, it's all the things that we know that's whack about ourselves. The importance is, for one, Christ is the high priest, like he said, like, like he was like Moses. So he's a high priest. He's also <laughs> a mediator of a better covenant or better agreement between uh, the most high and mankind. So when Moses brought the law, his purpose was to show us that we was all sinners. The most high knew that the people wasn't going to do right. Then the most high knew that Christ was going to ha- have to come back. And the most high, it was Christ in the mountain. You know what I'm saying? And that's why he had the veil over his face because it wasn't time for him to be revealed to the world. But it wasn't like it was God the Father in the mountain. He sent his son. Anytime it's a period that says God appeared, mm-hmm. that's Christ. When Abraham saw the Most High, that was Christ. He fellowshiped with Christ. But he wasn't Yeshia, or, you know, that's, that's the name we call him, Yeshia. He wasn't that until after Joseph and Mary got together. Bro, what are you talking about, man? I also wanted to ask you, I don't know if we got enough time, but that is like one of the most sensitive and thing that I wanted to ask you and I wanted you to try to verbalize. But let's not let's not stay away from baptism. I ain't gonna hold you. Let's try to stay on baptism. But that whole Joseph and Mary coming together, that's something I wanted to talk to you about. Uh-huh. What you wanna talk about? Well, is there a way through scriptures you can you can shut down anybody that claims you know the virgin birth, the Bible itself. You have to you have to understand a couple of things. Um, the Catholic Church in the Catholic Encyclopedia admitted to plagiarizing uh, Isaiah the seventh chapter, and and putting that in Matthew, talking about a virgin shall appear and all that stuff. That scripture was talking about Isaiah's son. That scripture is not talking about Christ. But they used that, and they admitted it. If you look it up online, Catholic Encyclopedia, and it says how uh, they admitted to plagiarizing that, and that the scripture didn't say that. It's actually in there. Another reason is this. Um, This is Galatians. So this is 2 and 10. It says, For it became him, Christ, for whom are all things and by whom are all things and bringing many sons unto glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through suffering. So it's saying that, you know, 
it became him. It was like uh, it was a part of him. It was it was the way he had to go because he knew that he was going to bring many sons that he was going to multiply and bring many sons to the Most High. He says, for both, for both he that sanctifieth and they who are sanctified are all of one, for which cause he is not ashamed to call them their brethren. Now, one key is this. If Christ came into the earth and somehow spiritually something happened and he just was born without a father, you know, without uh, the seed having to come to the, whatever they saying it, it happened. If it was like that, then it wouldn't, it wouldn't be fair. I would definitely be the first one to be like, Lord, I feel you. And I know you wanted us to live a certain kind of way, but he, he ain't do it like that. Right. He ain't had no father. My father was whack. Mm-hmm. My father was a singer. He was used to macking women all over the world. And I grew up to be just like him. He didn't have that problem. You know what I'm saying? So he says, um, for both he that is sanctified and they that are sanctified are all of one. So it's letting you know that Christ is the same as me and you. He says, um, come on, man. For which cause he is not ashamed to call his brethren. Yeah, for it became him. Oh, where do you see that? The one after that one. What verse am I? You're on 21. I mean, uh, uh, 2 and 11. Okay, for both he... Okay, right after that. Saying... I will declare thy name unto my brethren in the midst of the church. Will I sing praise unto thee? So Moses said that somebody going to come from among thy brethren. So it lets you know that he was talking about physically that Christ was going to be of the same but you know, bloodline. Some people might say, you know, because the fact that he was born out of Mary, that's what makes him a brethren. They try to say that, but let's check it. Let's keep reading. Okay. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, behold, I and the children which God hath given me. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same. He had to come the same way that we came. You know, he had to be born of a man and a woman. To be able to, uh, like he says, for as then as the uh, children are partakers of flesh and blood. So the way that we partake of flesh and blood, he did the same thing. It says, um, and again, I will put my trust in him. And again, behold, I am the children which God gave me. For as much then as, as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself took part of the same. What's that showing? You on the uh, strong concordance? Yeah, this is a strong. This is a uh, saying that comes from the word autos or autos, whatever. It said he took part of the same that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil, and deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. It says, for verily he took not on him the nature of angels. Mm. So they're saying that he didn't have like he didn't come down as a spiritual being. Mm. He wasn't born of angels, and 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 and, and by the way, the Most High imprisoned two hundred of them, Johns, for doing, doing exactly the same the thing. The same thing. He says and the uh, Most High is not a hypocrite, right? He says, well, he he 
Verily, he took not on him the nature of angels, mm. but he took on him the seed of, the Abraham. Seed of Abraham, something so that is seed, including the male sperm. Mm. So he mm. had to come from the sperm of Abraham. It also lets you know that uh, all through the scripts, he said, you know, you, you're never going to have a son. Uh, I forgot what the scripture is saying, but it basically was saying that Christ was going to rule and his bloodline was going to hold the, the, the throne of Judah forever. You know, and David was Christ's great or however many great grandfathers. And David, and I'm going to be raw with it, David had sex ejaculated mm-hmm. and then somebody else came right then they ejaculated all the way down to joseph <laughs> and then joseph ejaculated in mary mm. and a baby came you know from. not to sound so so vulgar but you know he just wants to show you how real it is <laughs> oh i ain't trying to yeah it is real that's yeah. how that's how babies get here yeah, that's that's exactly what you it know, is any baby that so, get here another way it's a problem <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They trying to do some Elon Musk up. You know what I'm saying? Some splice or something. Yeah, man. You know, Not but uh, he yeah. says, wherefore in all things it behooved him to be made like unto his brother. So uh-huh. they saying this was his mission. Like I need to be just like them. How he gonna be like us if he don't got no father? You know, I, I forgot all about that script. I think I only read that scripture like one time, and I just accepted it for what it was because I understood what it was saying. Mm-hmm. But I never, you know, remember how great it could be to even speak about that doc. You know, to to try to uh, take down that doctrine. Well, the best thing though is to go into the Catholic Encyclopedia because yeah. they admit the whole truth of the whole lie. Right. <clears throat> but uh, it didn't make sense to me because right here, when you understand. The principle of what he's saying is like, he says, wherefore in all things it behooved him. It's like figuratively to be under obligation. Mm. Like that was his mission. Like that was the thing that was on him is I got to be like them. So that's how he came into the world. That's how he came into the world. Joseph was feeling some kind of way and Christ came into the world. (laughs) That's how it went down. Yeah, man. Yo, I got kids. I felt some kind of way, and I just start making them jumps. Mm-hmm. That's how they get here. Mm-hmm. No <laughs> other way. I tell you in the uh, apocrypha, there ain't no other way for a king to come into existence right. but through a father and a mother. Right. You know, that's in the wisdom of Solomon. All right. How should one's life be different after baptism? Or what changes? After you get baptized, what happens or well, what's expected? Right. So this is one of the things we read it earlier, Luke 12 and 50. But I have a baptism to be baptized with. And how am I straightened till it be accomplished? Suppose ye. So just Christ saying that, okay, he said, I'm the way, the truth and the life. In other words, I'm the only way to get to the most high. So follow me and go this way, right? So he says, but I have a baptism to be baptized with. And how am I straightened till it be accomplished? So he's saying that that's his mission. 
you know, is to be baptized with this baptism. And this baptism that he got baptized with was death, right? So he says, suppose ye that I am come to give peace on earth, I tell you nay, but rather division. So one thing that you could expect when you get baptized is division because you're being called out of the world. So when you become born again, the Holy Spirit, which is the feminine, overshadows your being and gives birth to the sun inside of you, right? So when this happens, it, it, it activates all kinds of demonic activity because when you're born again, you become like a light in the earth. You're not hidden no more, and all the demons see you. So they immediately try to rush to extinguish that light before it starts catching on to other people, other stuff, like activating in the earth, right? He says, uh, suppose you that come to give peace on earth, I tell you nay, but rather division. For from henceforth there should be five and one house divided. So you can expect that your relationships, it could be with your woman, with your mom, your brothers, your sisters, those relationships are going to be affected, especially if those people are not being born again. You know, because you are gonna, you're gonna, you're 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 gonna develop an awareness. And then also, uh, the spirit of Christ is going to become, see, he said he's bringing a new covenant. So a covenant, uh, bringing a new covenant, he's being a mediator to bring the agreement, and it's also a law. So that covenant is a law that he's bringing. It's an agreement that he's bringing to, to mankind, not by Moses but through Christ. So once we're born again, now that law, he said, I'm going to take those laws that I wrote on stone and I'm going to write them on fleshy tables of the heart. So he's going <laughs> to write those laws in, in the center of our being, you know? So now Christ is going to become the living law. So now you, you, you in the bank and, and you, you see some, you had to tell her and she looking kind of fine and she kind of feeling you a little bit. And then, then something in your mind is like, Dude, that's a nice dress you got on. I'm really feeling that. You don't, you don't, it's something else is like, don't say nothing, any of your business and get out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Stop looking at the breasts. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, this really happens when you're baptized. He says, if any man open up the door, then I'm going to come in and I'm going to have fellowship with him. So another place says that the conscience, the conscience in the scriptures is, is the co-witness. So that means it's going to be, let me get the scripture real quick. This is Romans, the second chapter. So your thoughts excusing or excusing? Yeah. All right. 2 and 14. For when the Gentiles, this is talking about the the other nations that are not Israelite nations. You know, some people try to say that that's, that's Israelite <laughs> with a Gentile mentality. No, this is talking about the heathen. the heathen, the other nations. 
For when the Gentiles, which have not the law, do by nature. So that by nature is, that is by implication, natural production, Mm -hmm. lineal descent, by extensions, a, a genus of sort. So lineal descent means that it's, it's a bloodline, a family bloodline. You know, so when the Gentiles start acting like Yeshia, like Christ, and he said, um, for when the Gentiles, which have not the law, they didn't receive the law. The Most High didn't give the law to the other nations. When they do by nature, just by their natural, what they inherited. <clears throat> okay. Wouldn't it also be like what they what they do by nature or through just judgment? No, it's talking about because when lineal, when it says nature, it says lineal lineal descent. Okay, so that lets you know that it's coming from a a a family line. Okay, so when the Gentiles are exercising the character of the family, right, and they didn't receive any instruction on being that way. These, having not the law, are a law unto themselves. So although they haven't been given the law, they have the law dwelling inside of them. He says, which show the work of the law written Written in their hearts. Their conscience. So the conscience is co-perception. That is moral consciousness. So co-perception, co means not just one, right? So he says, uh, their conscience also bearing witness and their thoughts, the meanwhile accusing or else excusing one another. So now we got a co-witness. Now something's like, you know, stop looking at your boy's junk. And that's happening. You got that co-witness, you know, and then when you're obedient to that voice, then you are following the law. You are following the will of the most high. So now you realize that the law is something that's happening inside of you real time. It's not something that's dead on a piece of paper or on a, in a Bible or on a book or written on stone. The, the further in you get, the rabbit hole goes deep to where now I, that's, that's how I live my life, totally off of real-time revelation. You know, I might be driving down the street, something be like, turn left now. I will turn left. And not even understand why, but that's how I'm used to rolling, you know. And that's what that's what happens after you in it and you stay in it, and the Most High is dealing with you. Uh, the life of the Son becomes manifested in your body. So now, this is how people see the glory of the Father, because now you got the nature and character of the Son. Every time you listen to the Son. You are manifesting the sun in the earth. This is what the enemy don't want to happen. You know, the, the enemy want to keep you caught up with, with drugs, caught up with women, some type of bond, some type of bondage, something that you can't get free of. You know, anything that's in your life that you can't just put down as bondage. You know, these are the things that we got to overcome. These are the things that we got to get victory over. You know, so on that mm, note, you know, yeah, man, you know, I agree with you 100 percent. And uh, I like what you told me about what to expect 
when it came when it come to baptism, which is division. I kind of already saw it that way, but I, you know, you, you helped me. You know, you just helped me right now see it even deeper. So yeah, you know, that's one thing you can expect: division. You know, yeah, that's the baptism. first thing we told y'all when y'all was baptized. I remember, you know, and that's what I said. I kind of already understood that, but I like the way you put it together now. Y'all got jacked up. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all was a strong squad. <laughs> got baptized. It got wiped out. Wiped <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. went surfing. We well, y'all had to learn. The most high going to teach you the way he want to teach you. Yeah. And he got to show you. First, he got to show you that you whack because you, you thinking that you cool. <laughs> like, you know, I'm, I'm not a bad guy. You know, I don't be killing people or, you know, I keep to myself. No, you're whack. You're wicked. And you're going to... You're going to find that out when you get baptized because you're going to have to come to the place to where all your hope and all your pain, all your energy is crying out to the most high to save you. Because if he don't save us, we're not going to, we're not going to be saved. We got, then he said he was going to raise up. He said, for this cause have I raised him up. And he was talking about Pharaoh in the ninth chapter of Romans. Mm. But he said, that he raised the white man up like he raised Pharaoh up so that he could show his power. He said he raised Esau up so that he could show his power when he appeared. Right now we in a situation where they getting ready to baptize. I mean, not baptize. They getting ready to vaccinate everybody against their will. You know, and then if you don't get the vaccination, you're not going to be able to have a license, a bank account. You're not going to put it. It's just like they did it with the mask, like no mask, no service. Right. That's the whole spirit of what they bring in. No vaccination. So, you know, COVID-19 stands for Certificate of Vaccination ID. Hmm. And the one nine is AI. That's why Elon Musk is developing the neural link. Cause they're trying to connect everybody to the beast. You hmm. know, this is happening. This is going down. The vaccination, they got a chemical called luciferase in it. <laughs> you know, this is something that they was they developed to give to to uh suicide bombers to to take away their conviction and whatever religious thing they got happening, they wanted to eliminate that. So they can go ahead and just savagely so, kill. No. So they could like uh they wanted to find out What's the connection? They found out the connection that we have with the most high. And they want to eliminate the connection. That's what the vaccination is going to do. Everybody that take the vaccination, all your conscience, all that's going to be shut down. Hmm. And then you're going, your conscience is going to become the beast, the, the program, the computer's neural net that they hook you up to. They, they, uh, they pass HR 666 which is uh, the trace program, which they can come and bust in your crib and test you. And if you test positive, according to them, they can take you to the quarantine facilities, which was all set up under Obama. That's all the Walmart storage facilities, you know, prisons, all that stuff is, they're going to be locking people up, you know. So don't take the vaccination. Run yeah. for your life. Fight for your life. Yeah. They busting my crib. It's going to be a problem. 
You know what I'm saying? And uh, if I go out, I go out like that. Yeah. I'm not going out submitting to the market of beasts. Right. Because that's what this is. You're not going to be able to buy or sell unless this is going down. Anyway, right. That's all Ooh. I can say on that. You saying you'd rather die before buying and selling in the under the beast? Well, you said that uh, a lot of us was gonna have to die. That was gonna be preaching the gospel in the last days. Thank you for tuning in to the Yashville podcast. We had the pleasure of hosting Ramakard. You know, he brought forth some insight on baptism. You know, uh, why is it important and how you should go about it. Uh, he also brought forth some uh, knowledge according to the scriptures, revealing Christ's uh, birth, whether he was a virgin child or not. And uh, you guys should really check it out. It's very interesting, very deep. And uh, we hope you tune in to the next show. I cannot rely on what you talk. Nah, nah. Getting baptized in that wall.